In April of 1996, I went to Belgrade, the capital of Serbia. The war in Bosnia had only just come to an end, and my wife, Dragana, who is from Bosnia, went to see her family there for the first time in four years. And the atmosphere in Belgrade itself was charged. Slobodan Milosevic was still in power, the old Yugoslavia was dead, and war was in the air. And there I was, a tourist in a city on the edge of an abyss. Dragana's two cousins, Sramika and Goza, decided that I should see something of their city. So off we went to what they claimed was the largest Orthodox church in the Balkans. This city had once been rich, but now it was poor, desperate, slightly beaten, and it seemed to me resigned to more beatings. The people looked busy. They went to work. They went to cafes, but they also looked... They looked lost. And there it was, Saint Sava. It's heaving domes, not really elegant, just very, very big. And it looked closed. I mean, could we go in? We found an open gate and walked to the little vicary next to the church. And there was a painfully thin young man of about 25. He was sitting, reading a newspaper, and his white shirt was transparent with sweat. He said his name was Slobo, and Goza and Svermika told Slobo I was a visiting American and that we wanted a tour of the church. Slobo said he spoke English and unsmilingly led us inside for what was a big surprise. This, the largest and most magnificent Orthodox church in the Balkans, was an empty shell. It seems that they've been trying to finish the church for the last 80 years or so, but every time they were just about to start up, war would break out and they'd have to stop. Slobo robotically led us through the building, and then he led us out. And as we passed the vicary, he turned and strangely dropped his formality. He said, you guys want a drink? Um, sure. We sat at the table of a large room and were given tiny glasses of powerful plum brandy, Slivovitz, and Slobo looked at me and asked, Do you play the piano? No, sorry. Well, I do, he said. And he walked over to the upright piano next to the table. And then he started to play. The music was both joyous and sad. And my wife and cousin started singing along with Slobo, word for word. And then he said... Do you know this song from the mountains of Macedonia? And they did, and they sang, and they drank, and off came Slobo's jacket. And then he said, Do you know this old Bosnian drinking song? And they did, and they drank, and they stood on their chairs with their arms in the air, and off came Slobo's tie. And they kept on singing and dancing and drinking and laughing, and then... Slobo stopped playing. He twisted around, looked at me hard, and said, Do you know we had the best country in the world. We had freedom and money, but we didn't have to work like dogs like you in the West. We had good lives, and we destroyed it. Do you know I am not even from Belgrade? I'm from Croatia. I was here when the war started, and I got stuck. I am from Dalmatia. Do you know this old Dalmatian fisherman song? <laughs> And he started to play. Well, they knew the song and they sang. 
and they drank until they wept. And they all wept for the country they had lost. The Croat, the Serb, and the Bosnian all wept, for they were no longer countrymen. And yet they were, at least for tonight, still bound by the memory of what was and what could have been. And by this music, they were all singing as if they were the last Yugoslavs on earth. Jonathan Gruber is the host of the brilliant Radio Netherlands show, The State We're In. If you like storytelling, and I know that you do, I know you do, Snappers, please do check it out. You can find it at TSWI.org and on our site, snapjudgment.org. That story was produced by Anna Sussman, Mark Ristich, and the Uber producer, Slavic alter ego, Jonathan Gruber. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.